Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. Welcome back to ALG Podcast. And this, I already know this one's going to get a lot of views. Why? Because it's got nutrition on the title. And immediately, you know, everyone's like, tell me the secrets. Tell me the secrets. (laughs) What do you think? I think we're going to get like at least 1500 DMs on how to do it. Yep. Yep. And, yep. and it's going to be the classic. I already know this is where it's going to go. Cause we're going to both share our experiences, our stories, um, uh, like how we do things. And I think we're going to get some fun, supportive comments. We're also going to get some haters, but that's going to be fun to deal with. Cause I love the hate. So send the it's, hate. It's fun. It's fun. So actually what I thought I would start off this podcast with is, so I do intermittent fasting as a part of my protocol and so it's three o'clock now, which is usually between three and four is my second meal of the day. Um, and so I usually eat between noon and eight. And so right now I'm eating a provolone cheese wrap with um, a turkey slice, a pickle and some, uh, some uh, mustard. So cheers. Nice. Mm. Oh yeah. The ASMR. Get it. Go closer to the, you got to get closer. There it is. Oh, that was gross. Uh, that, was, that was disgusting. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, the reason, I'll kind of go into it real quick. Um, I, I, I don't live super low carb anymore. However, I do keep my carbs in check. I, I, don't, yeah. I tend to not eat more than 200 carbs a day, 150 um, on a day-to-day time period. Um, why? Because I've done both. I've done... I've tried the higher carb diet. I've tried. I just, my body does great low carb. Right. Yes. As does mine. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm never one to like count anything. I just kind of know what to eat, what not to eat anymore. And I'm going to get a lot of hate from that because I get it all the time. Oh, how do you not count, you know, carbs? You don't count? Okay. Do you, I don't ever, yeah. ever. Um, I count calories, sort of, but. I don't know. I eat so much of the same thing in my day-to-day life because I've just developed this routine and I'm just, you know, Mm -hmm. I meal prep during the week. I've said that before. I eat three meals a day when I'm at work and I eat my dinner and I don't eat breakfast. I have a protein shake sometimes and I drink coffee and that's really about it. And on the weekend, I kind of lax a little bit, but I never really eat a shit ton of carbs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like on the weekends, I'll have my pretzels. You know, I wait all week oh, yeah. and then I'll, I love pretzels, bro. If you come to my house and you open up the cabinet, there is le- legitimately five different types of pretzels in my house at all times. Okay. Different shapes, you know, rods, different brands. I'm just, a, ones and I yeah, I'm just a pretzel loving kind of guy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, I keep my carbs in check. That's really all I've ever worried about. Um, I keep my protein high. And uh, yeah, I guess we could roll the credits on this episode now. Thanks for and coming, everybody. Have right. a good one, guys. Yeah. Uh, the, honestly, the only thing going through my head now is do I keep eating this this meal or do I just wait to the end of the meal? I'm going to wait because it's just nah, you, you should just keep eating, but you have to get really close but, and, yeah, and seductive. Everyone get ready. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing everything. I'm gonna... Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'll eat the rest of this after this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting when we talk, when we talk about nutrition. Um, I, it's, I loved Gourmet's episode where we talk about this, um, the way I would explain yours. Um, so first things first, have you ever heard of the four competencies or the four levels of learning? No. 
All right. So first level of learning is unconscious incompetence, meaning right. you are, what does unconscious mean? It means you're unaware. Incompetence means you don't know. Right. So you're unaware that you don't know. Right. Now, most people live their entire lives just completely unconsciously incompetent. They're completely unaware about information out there. Great place to be is conscious incompetence, meaning you're now aware that there's information out there that you do not know. Right. Okay. Third tier is when you get mentorship, you get taught consciously competent, meaning I don't know about you at the beginning, but I did weigh my food every day. I weighed right. everything. I, 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 I portioned out everything because I needed to know what was in it. And I, right. most people have no idea of portion control and they're, and once they learn it, the first step is you have to be thinking about it all the time. You got to, okay, what's my portion size? What's my portion size? How am I doing this? But then you get to where John and I are at. You've been doing it for so long. It's what's called unconsciously competent. So you just do it. Like right. it's, it's not, you don't have to put a lot of mental energy towards it anymore. It's like when I go to the, to a force, when I go to a, even a fast food restaurant, I know generally what I'm eating without even having to weigh it without now obviously there's a little bit of margin when it comes to how much oil they're using and all this kind right. of stuff. Um, but it's like, I can go to any restaurant and just because I've been doing it for seven years, I can just be like, all right, to get my protein where I want to be, to get to our generally, I, I can, I'll eat, I'll, I'm going to, let me get, uh, let me get a chicken Caesar salad, double chicken. Right. And then you just, just do it. Like, it's yeah. not even like a, and it's like, okay, to control my fats instead of, instead of pouring the dressing, I dip my fork in it. Yep. And so, but it's not like a thing I think about anymore. Just like for you, it's like, you just do it. Yeah. Where'd you learn that uh, dip in your fork thing? That was one of the only. I know. Uh, I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Let me, uh, it, was, it was from my, uh, when I went to a nutritionist when I was like 17, 18, it was the only yeah. thing that I actually did. Yeah. Your yeah I got that from, you that from a, a nutritionist. And then uh, when I was in Weight Watchers. Yep. They, yeah, they, dip your they fork. Taught that too. Dip your fork. It's smart because it's because yeah. it saves you. Because because dressing, there's there's nothing wrong with dressing, but it's 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 often fat, right? And fat. The issue with fat is and is not that fat's bad. It's the fact that fat is so easy to overeat right. because it's nine calories per gram, and. See, this it is all just, information that I don't care to know. And I feel like that's so messed up. And I'm going to get, again, I'm going to get hate for that. But this no, 100%. Is like, I just never, it's not that I didn't care. It was just, I was taught to weigh my food. I knew what I had to eat. And then that was it. I would never wanted to break anything down. And I don't know. Yeah, you're I, not the science guy. Well, yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, the great example is- I'm an eater. I don't need there. to be out in brown. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, 100%. The, the, the one that gets me is you have two types of people out there. When it- when, do you, when you get in your car and turn the ignition on, do you care to know how the combustion engine works, how Absolutely your alternator not. works, and, and how when you twist the key and, and where the combustion happens and all this kind of stuff? Or do you just turn the freaking car on and drive it? I drive the damn thing. You just like drive it. Personally, with my science background, I'm fascinated with right. how it works. You're just like, I don't care to know. Right. I've learned. I've learned. But, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have the information. Yeah. It's just I don't care to know. Uh, yeah, I don't care how electricity runs through my house. Nope, as long as it does its damn as job. As long as it flip switches. Yeah. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And if I got to pay someone to get that information, then I got to pay someone to get that information. Which 100%. is such, it's a two-sided coin uh, mm -hmm. of that knowledge. I don't know. But no, I, I completely agree where it's like you get into what Gormy says in our previous episode where people 
overly focus on nutrition and, and like programs. Right. And they use that as a justification of why when, when it yeah. fails, they fit they, the, the program failed, failed them. They, they didn't did. fail them. Right. Correct. Um, so I think, I think as we kind of navigate this nutrition podcast, this is going to be an interesting one. It's going to be, we, we, you always have to hammer back to the, how is not nearly as important as nearly as important as the commitment to the decision, the accountability to eat, to fuel your body, not eat for taste and convenience. Now, obviously you could, you could, you figure out ways to, to blend the two, but this idea that, Oh, well, I tried keto and it didn't work. Let's go have an extra large Jets pizza and eat 4,000 calories. Right. That's not how this works. Um, so I guess as we're kind of going into this and the little, little nuances, what is your, I'd love just to get your nutrition. If I say the word nutrition to you and I say what this podcast, what this podcast means to you, because guys, the authenticity of, of you listening to this right now is we just ad lib. Oh, yeah. We just do <laughs> like, uh, it's actually very, very tough. It often is tough on me. Cause I'm a, I, I enjoy to perfect things before doing not I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm um, a trial by fire kind of guy. No, it's so fun. And, and, and somewhere between, it actually works out really well between John and I, it's like somewhere in the middle is the ideal <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. because obviously when you're, when you think too much, you don't do, you're an issue. And if you do too much without thinking, you're at an issue. Like you ever see that meme on Instagram? It's uh um I'm probably just gonna wing it. Something that I probably shouldn't wing. Yeah, that's that's me. Oh, I'm exactly. And I'm this I'm the guy goes, okay, let me aim, aim, yeah. aim, aim. Oh, there's a variable. There's a variable. Oh, let me let me find as many variables <laughs> as possible so I can justify them into making the perfect action. Yeah. And then I never move. And like, that's always been, so like, it, it is fun that we're so different in that, in right. that standpoint. Of course. Um, but if I were to just, if you were just to, to splurge on talking about nutrition for the next three straight minutes, go. I mean, oh, God damn it, David. Yo, <laughs> uh, I mean, all right. So the way that I was taught nutrition, basically, and you touched upon it before is food is fuel. At the end of the day, we don't eat for enjoyment. Over time, humans have developed this this thing of eating for enjoyment. And eating for enjoyment got me to 500 pounds. That's just what it is, cut and dry. But when you take a step back and you realize, well, why does my body react to certain foods differently? You realize that food is fuel. So if you think of your body as a car, as a combustion engine, if you're going to put shitty fuel into your car, your car is going to go nowhere. Your car is going to die. It's not going to move. When you start adding in the right fuel, you do the oil change, this, that, and the third, the car is going to take you where you want to go. Now, just like fuel, there's different levels of food, okay? There's different levels of fuel that make your car go faster. I learned that when I got my first car. If you put in regular, it's going to go all right. If you put in medium grade, it's going to go a little faster. If you put in that a really expensive, high-test motherfucking gas, it's going to... But it's more expensive. It's more expensive, just like dieting, that dirty Mm -hmm. word that I can't stand. But that's what it is. So when you break down what you're eating in a day and you see, okay, well, I eat, you know, rice and you see how your body reacts to the rice. Well, I went up, you know, X amount of weight. Well, why is that? Because your body's reacting differently. So that's when you take out different variables, like David said before. 
and you see what really works with your body. Okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have this much rice. Maybe I need to raise my vegetable intake a little bit. Maybe my protein is a little bit out of whack. And you find that happy medium and you find what works for you. And that's why eating and nutrition is different for everybody. What I eat in a day probably might not work for David. And what David eats in a day probably might not work for me. We're all different. And that is nutrition in a nutshell. It's not cut and dry. And that's what sucks mm-hmm. about nutrition. But that's it. It's different for everybody. You can read as many books as you want on nutrition. You can go on as many fad diets as you want. At the end of the day, you need to find what works for you, what's comfortable for you, what fits your daily schedule, and just take it. 100%. Because you sit there, and I applaud you. That was pretty good. Golf Thank clap. you. Yeah, golf that was clap. really good. And that was all on the spot, guys. That was all cl- golf clap. Because it's like not everyone can sit here and find enjoyment in eating a provolone-wrapped ground turkey slice with pickle and uh mustard i mean i would love that i'm gonna be honest with you but that's just delicious but that's because i program my body to eat now yeah and 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 that that is the whole thing too is like when you make things a lifestyle when you make that accountability set where it's like i'm gonna primarily eat to fuel my body right now, it doesn't mean you can't splurge on time to time. And it doesn't like, mean you should enjoy what you're eating. I'm not telling yeah. you to eat mush. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was getting ready for my body. Speaking of mush, um, when I was getting ready for my bodybuilding show, I like my nutritional program at the time was brutal. Yeah. Um, I was eating. So I was down at like, it was wild. So like, this is a good, a good, very intriguing story on how you can how the body adapts, how the body like tweaks itself. Um, so the eight weeks going into the show, I was behind on what, where I wanted to be. Right. And so instead of quitting, I just doubled down. I was right. just like, all right, I got, I got like six to eight weeks to lose this amount of body fat. I'm just going to run just kind of like the last episode we had. It's just like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And so probably not as good as a a health thing to do. And this is, this is important to know as well. Like when it comes to nutrition and balance and and doing things right. um, I was eating at, I got down to 1200 calories a day. Right. It was like 220 grams of protein, 30 some grams of fat and as little carb as I could do for eight straight weeks. On top of that, I was doing two and a half hours of cardio a day and I was strength training. Now my body was the three weeks before the show was in shambles. I I was going to the, I was going to a chiropractor. I was going to, um, a massage therapist because I I was doing hot yoga. I was doing whatever I could because like I had crazy hip pain from all the cardio. Um, I had all types of issues. Um, but that was the program needed for that, for that balance. But the, but the reason why I say that is because I was I, the joke was it was cat food. I was eating ground turkey, cauliflower rice with a little bit of guac. Okay, but like now, I eat that, like I eat that as a true. You know, no, it's, you know it was saying? good, but it was right. but like the portion sizes, like I was oh, twelve hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. calories. Like it was just, but but also just the idea of like you eat, I eat purely like fo- I focus on eating to fuel my body. Where it was so funny how all my friends around me called it cat food, right? But I didn't mind it. No. Like I, I really didn't, it was tough. It was tough on the, for the sense of the body, just like all the workouts on top, but like the actual nutrition side of things, when you make that flip of a switch, it wasn't that bad. Right. It, it really isn't. Cause I wasn't coming from a place of sacrifice. I was coming from a place of like, this is just what it takes. Right. Um, and so that was very interesting. Now flip of the coin 
this is something to know when you restrict yourself so heavy and you're in such a caloric deficit for so long and then you let go. I, my bodybuilding show was on November 2nd. I had this whole plan to reverse diet, like slowly bring my, my calories back up, slowly do it right because your body is in this just state of um, starvation a little bit. And it's just like, if all of a sudden you give it something big, it just, it just sucks it in. It just does. Um, and in eight weeks post bodybuilding show, I had this whole plan to reverse diet. I didn't do it correctly because of a lot of variables that, I mean, it basically just came down to guess what? What's around November? Thanksgiving, oh, yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. Um, Christmas, New Year's. I went down to Florida and so like it was vacation thought process and I went from uh, 212 on stage at probably like 8% body fat to 256 in eight weeks. Now, and I was, but I still wasn't binging either. That's the, that's the know. fascinating yeah, yeah, yeah. part. Like, yeah, I gained 40 pounds in, in eight weeks. But you were eating um, like a normal I, human being again. I was just eating like a normal human being, like yeah. just pizza occasionally and some ice cream occasionally. And, and like, but just like that, that being in such a caloric deficit for so long, being so restrictive, it's fascinating what it does to the body. Um, so that's where it's like, obviously, sustainability is a piece of the point for right. the most people. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a fun story that I like telling people because it's just like, you just sit there like, wow. Like if you ever, if you, have I showed you that picture? Of which one? Of the, the my before and after yeah, nine yeah, yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. The, like how much how much I gained in that nine weeks? I mean, I, I still looked good. Like I mean, I I've seen it. I've out. seen it with Steve. You know, Steve yep. Arnone, who was on the show um, after his first bodybuilding competition. I mean, he was me. Actually, me and him were talking about it the other day. Um, he looked sickly the first time he jumped on stage, and then I remember how quickly the weight came back. You know, post show because he he wasn't you know depriving himself as much of all the key nutrients that he needed. Sure, he was still hitting his mark when he was in prep. But afterward, you know, I remember, I think, right after he got off stage, like after the judging was over and the show was over, whatever, he went to the store and he bought like two packs of Reese's and something else. And it was just like, oh, okay, I need to put this down. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, but yeah, it's, cra it's crazy how you can manipulate your body to do what you want it to do based on the things that you put inside of it. Mm -hmm. And... It, it, what gets to me too is no, people don't understand the fact of outside of being genetically enhanced, like you're, you're, you just have really good genetics, right? It's not often that being shredded is healthy, right? It's, it just isn't like the, the, how mentally restrictive you have to be, how physically, emotionally restrictive you have to be it's not necessarily healthy. So I always, when, when people ask me questions on um, like, how do I get six pack abs? I'm like, do you really want six pack abs? Like, do you, do you like for most you of you? Them? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what does that mean to you? And it's like, are you trying to live a healthy life? Or are you trying to like, what are you, what, what, what will be the outcome of getting that? Cause I, I, I want to know because so many people have this misconception that six pack abs means healthy. Right. it's not true right um and i think it's more important to create a healthy happy life than it is to be shredded right unless it be, unless your body it's easy for you like if it's easy for your body because you're genetically in that position sweet right live that life i'm not gonna look down on you because you have six-pack abs and oh wow you're unhealthy no, no you just are in that position you Do can be healthy and, yeah. and be there 
But um, for anyone listening that's, that's in that position, I just want you to, to understand, how, like, if health and happiness is your goal, six-pack abs often isn't, isn't the, the, the reach. And, yeah, the mean? reach. Because if you're, especially if you're 80, 100, 200 pounds overweight, you're in a different position. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. There's, there's, there's a difference between health and vanity. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like hundred percent. When I was 500 pounds, all what I wanted was six pack abs, you know, Mm -hmm. now I got maybe like a three and a half pack, you know what I'm saying? But like, do I want abs? Absolutely. But it's, it's a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. So you really need to like ask yourself, listen, especially someone in, you know, my position in your position, where we went from the top, meaning the highest weight, and, you know, we worked our way down. Do you want to continue to put your body through a quote-unquote hell? Because like you said, it all comes down to genetics. So I personally don't have those genetics. I know Mm -hmm. that. I know that I need to work my ass off to have, you know, four-pack, you know, six-pack. That's just what I have to do. Mm -hmm. Is it something that I want to do? Yeah, I just want to be able to see it. That's me personally. I want to be able to look back and be like, bang, you did it. Okay, now let's get to that healthy, happy medium. Because exactly. that's, that's what life is all about. Finding that healthy, happy place that you can live and you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what? I love who I am. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, and there's a lot of people who are on that end of the spectrum and they have the six pack abs. They look phenomenal. But nine times out of 10, I bet you they look in the mirror and they're not happy with who they are. 100%. I mean, that, that's the... That's the catch 22, like doing the show and seeing people backstage and, and like, and talking to people in the fitness industry. It's fascinating to me right. how many of them have such bad quote unquote. I, I, I'm, I don't like the term because we over dramatize mental illness. Okay. Just like they, th- you throw the war, you throw the term body dysmorphia around like it's well, wildfire. The thing, the thing with body dysmorphia is people think that it's just something that people who are formerly heavy, heavy have, mm-hmm. you know, at least in the social media spectrum. If you, if you look on social media nine times out of 10, if you look at someone who has body dysmorphia, it's probably someone who lost a dramatic amount of weight is in that weird zone of, do I get skin surgery? Do I not get skin surgery? Or they're that person who, you know, they, they were heavy. They're not heavy anymore. And they just don't like who they see in the mirror. You hardly hear of people on a public, on a public forum that are quote unquote perfect um, having body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen because everyone thinks once you look that six pack ab, tan, you know, biceps, they're happy. Mm-hmm. They're not happy. Uh, and I don't want to speak for anybody who's not here, but if you talk to these people, most of the time, they're not as happy as you think that they are. Exactly. And, and my, my reason for saying that is, I'm a huge proponent of the, how you speak, the way you speak, the way you, the way you perceive things is your reality. Right. So the, the reason when it comes to like the mental illness side of things, I think it's just always, it's a whole different tangent. I think it's just extremely dangerous when you, when people categorize a poor habit into an illness, like it's like, I have a bad habit of looking at my body negatively. Okay, let's work on that. I have body dysmorphia. Boom, boom, boom. 
And it just makes it so much more than what it has to be. You can still acknowledge it. Like, Hey, I have, I I also, I also don't want to take away that from people because I know people personally that suffer from body dysmorphia. It is a real thing. And I hundred percent it is. I never want to take that away from anyone because I have my days where I suffer from body dysmorphia. Oh, hundred percent. I look at, I'm like, Oh wow. My, 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 I've gained a little weight here. Here it is. Oh shoot. Like I, I, I agree that that happens. I just, one of the things that I, I, I convey. Don't use things as a crutch. Exactly. Like, like a system of pituitary gland. Do it like, was it there? hundred percent. It was. Do I use that story for the rest of my life to convict to, to, you don't have to be stuck there. That's, that's the thing. I understand. You get caught, people get caught with being, having this, uh, this illness instilled upon them that it's a lifelong thing they always have to deal with. And that's just not true. Right. That, that's my angle to it all. It's like, you don't have to always be stuck in that position. Now it's something you're dealing with in the moment. It's, it's like, it's like obesity. Like you don't have to live in that. Once you, once you're through it, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, I, I couldn't even imagine being 400 pounds again. It's just right. not, it's not even in the cards. Right. Like it's just, it just isn't because I've flipped that switch. It's gone. Like that, that's the angle I want to make sure people convey. Like, can you be in that position now? Yes. Just don't think it's, it has to be a lifelong struggle. That's my, that's my convey of it all. Um, that's a whole different tangent, but what I, I guess the one thing I will do for the sake of, uh, I know it's not up your alley, but I enjoy it because it, it's just systemizing something is, is just helpful. Um, so anyone listening, I, I will go through my five basics to nutrition. I think it is important. Obviously just understanding that there are like, in my opinion, there are five pieces to nutrition and, the variables change depending on what you want to do, but it's like number one, hydration. Yes. Like drinking a gallon of water a day, right? Or some uh, drinking a, a good amount of water a day is just important. Guys, two bottles of water a day is not good. Not good. No, not, not good. I, I'm just I telling you right now, if your yellows really pee, if your yellows really pee, if your pee is really yellow, you're doing something wrong. And just, just like I can go to the side. I, I talk about my book. Um, they did a study with 10,000 kids from the ages of, uh, 14 to 19. And they can, they checked their, um, osmolarity levels, which is how much, how concentrated their pee is over a multi-year time frame. over 70% of kids, over 10,000 people, 10,000 kids, 70% of them lived in a constant state of dehydration. Yeah. Constant we're, we're, top three symptoms for, for dehydration like symptoms from it, lack of focus, lack of energy, fat retention. Yep. Sounds like a lot of people. Yeah. You and don't so, realize how much, how dehydrated you are until you actually start to focus on your hydration. Yep. You, like I was never, how one, much better you feel. I, I've always been a water drinker my whole entire life. You know, even pre-weight loss. I was just never really a big soda guy. I was never really a big iced tea guy. Ooh, I was. Yeah. I mean, I, I had my times, don't get me wrong, but I was always a big water drinker. Um, when I started my weight loss journey, um, Steve turned around to me and he said, listen, bud, you got to start drinking a gallon of water a day. And I was like, but I already drink so much. Like, I bet you if I started counting it out, I, I probably hit a gallon, bro. I started drinking that gallon of water a day. And let me tell you something, when I really got on top of it. And at mm-hmm. one point in time, I was drinking two gallons of water a day. I was feeling better. I was living better. 
Mm-hmm. I was more focused. My joints didn't hurt. Like just water alone. And you're not hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, when you feel that random bit of hunger, it's really your body telling you, hey, buddy, go drink a fucking glass of water. 100%. Like the body can't tell the difference between hunger and thirst. No, it, there's, there's no difference there. And that's something that they teach you. You know, if you're someone who's looking to have weight loss surgery done, you know, they teach you that, you know, through the spectrum of things most of the time you just need to drink some water. And, you know, I was, I was speaking about this with a friend. Um, I don't want my kids to grow up drinking juices and, and, and sodas and stuff like that. I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but like when, so I have, I'm one of four, uh, you know, me, I have a full biological sister and then I have two half siblings. Um, growing up me and my sister, we were very big, like I said before, water drinkers. That's just what we drank. When my little sister and my little brother were born, my two half siblings, growing up, they were just constant apple juice drinkers. Apple juice and milk. Never water, mm-hmm. never anything else. And then later on in life, you know, sodas and stuff like that. And I just remember them just one, the sugar was just out of control as a kid. Like they were just bouncing off the goddamn walls. Yep. And then two, they're just, their nutrition sucked. Now I can't talk about nutrition, especially back then. Cause my nutrition was just out of control. Again, I was the overweight just in kid. a different place, right? Just in a different place. But what you consume again, it doesn't just have to be solid food. The, 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 the beverages that you consume really have a lot to do with how your body operates. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that we, introduce nutrition to to children on a lower basis you know at a younger age really kind of navigates their future for them mm-hmm. and, and i just and, love you know, go ahead. no no, no i, I, I would just say you. the the reason why i say hydration first too not only is the most essential thing for our bodies but number two it's so simple yeah do you drink a gallon of water a day or don't you they're, right. they're, they're, it's a yes or no you, right. you're not going into well, how many carbs do you have in a day What's your, what's your, it is the most simple thing to, to value and to connect with. Cause it's either you did or you didn't. Didn't. Right. Right. Exactly. Like there's, if you're well, just starting off, that's, and we're not going to get into, change. well, you got to have the pH man. We're not going to get into that crap, <laughs> <laughs> but just drink a gallon of water a day. So that's, Please. that's step one. Number two, I think on the, the level of importance and understanding is calories. Right. Cause you get it. You have to know. Calories how many calories, calories you're eating a day because for example when you get into macros i don't care how low your carbs are when it comes to keto if you're eating 10,000 calories a day of bacon and cream cheese mm-hmm. you ate losing weight boys and girls right and that's where people get so confused well i'm doing this is why people do this they go to keto okay they lose all the carbs, which then all that glycogen, all that stuff leaves the muscles, which then all the water weight disappears. So they drop six pounds in two days and then they don't lose any more weight. They get so frustrated. Well, it's because your calories are still too high. You drop the water weight, but yeah. then your calories are too high. Um, and they're not burning anything. And they're not burning anything. Exactly. Right. Um, so then number three, after you get your calories figured out, you, you, whatever pr- system you want to do to make sure you know what you're eating in a day great. Number three, I'd say is is macros is the next important thing because not all calories are the same as, as much people don't want to believe that. And some fitness, you're ridiculous. You're, you're telling me that protein, carbs, and fats are the same. They're just not the same. Now you don't have to go into the details of the minute percentage, but the thing that you and I both agree on where we say this, it's like focus on a higher protein diet period. Why? 
the most simple, the simple, most simple story that, ev- that everyone's probably dealt with or most people, you go to a movie, okay? You buy a movie theater, po- large popcorn. First off, that's like 1500 calories and it's primarily carbs and some fat, okay? You eat that whole bag by a third of the way through the movie, I want another flipping bag. Yeah. But if you were to eat 1300 calories, 1500 calories and, and baked chicken, basically protein, that's like nine chicken breasts. Yeah. You'd be peeling away at the gourd trying to eat nine chicken breasts. So it's the density and how it, it takes a while to metabolize. And right. it, it, so like, so focusing on a higher protein diet, often you eat less calories because you're focusing on a high protein diet. Now, obviously the muscle, now you get proteins, which all that kind of stuff too. But that's where I just, it, the simple, right. the simple reasoning is right there. No one's ever going to look at you funny. Um, if you go to a restaurant, ask someone for double chicken. Like if you're ordering baked, you know, like grilled chicken, no one's ever going to look at you sideways and be like, Oh, you want more chicken. But right. if you, if you want two sides of fries, you mm-hmm. know, someone's going to like, uh, you know what I'm yep. saying? I don't know. It's just, it's just a whole different thought process. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's like my, my go-to. Whenever I go to a, a restaurant, I always get, when I get, when I get a salad, I always go for double chicken. Right. This always. is what I do. Or double meat, whatever the meat is. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then, and then, so obviously focusing on that is, is important. Um, number four is micros, like your micronutrients, your, your vitamins, your minerals, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, Cause you can't, we can't deny that it plays a, part into how the body works right um so eat some vegetables i know most of you guys don't want to eat vegetables i don't always like to eat my vegetables but you should eat your vegetables yeah every every sunday when i meal prep i'm always like do i really need to put this flipping zucchini in this in this thing yes yes you do and but the whole thing when it comes to that is just figure out what vegetables you like if yeah, it's exactly. broccoli if it's it's like like asparagus was one of my go-to's yeah, i really enjoy asparagus i love asparagus and yep. it makes your pee smell which is really cool which is really nice yeah and um, then but if you're drinking the water it doesn't really smell that bad because you're hydrated exactly um, but broccoli or whatever you want to do, obviously, when I'm you're so making these vegetables, <laughs> be careful of how much oil you're putting in them. Oh, yeah. Because, again, you see people that like try to make it taste good by just dumping butter and oil in it. Don't and then that. your calories are going to go through the roof. And so you got to be aware of this. Doesn't mean you can't have a little bit. Right. But be aware of what you're putting in. Steamed vegetables is very good. Steamed vegetables is good. With, with yeah. a little, with, I usually spray on like some kind of uh, like olive, olive oil, oil, but I spray it. I don't like dip it. I just do like a little spray. Yeah. And then I put salt spritz. and I'm Gucci. Yeah. Um, and then finally, the last thing that plays a role, depending on all that kind of stuff, but again, it's the least important is timing of your eating. Yes. It plays a role. It does. Definitely. Um, and so for example, I enjoy intermittent fasting. Right. I just do. I, I've, I, this, 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 on the science side of things, I, I know John's not big into science. I, I love just, science. You know, I don't know. Um, so Fuck off, back man. in, back in like the seventies and eighties, there was this huge fad of small meals throughout the day. Small yes. meals throughout the day. Yep. The reason that? why that was brought about was at the time when, when they, when science was really getting to metabolism, they found out that when you eat, after you eat, your metabolism goes up because it has to break down the food. And so the assumption was that if you eat small meals throughout the day, you're raising your metabolism. 20 years later, they start getting into more detail within that, that realm of, of metabolic boost to eating. Well, come to find out that 
the amount of calories you burn is proportionate to the amount of metabolism boost you get. So whether you eat 2000 calories in one meal or you eat 2000 calories over six meals, the total metabolic boost is the same. Right. So, it, so that doesn't matter. And then when you get into it, I, I find it easier to skip the breakfast. It, it Me just, too. It, it, I don't Always. need it. it. It's yeah, it's pointless. I don't I mean, I don't want to say that because it might be beneficial for yeah, someone if, in their your schedule, body. but yeah. But for me and David, it's absolutely pointless. Yeah, it's, it's pointless and it's just, it's just useless calories. Right. I would rather have bigger, more deep Dense meals, meals. Yeah, exactly. Than small little bite sizes over a long period of time. Me too. Uh, but that's when you get into extended fasting and intermittent fasting where it helps with, say you're a pre-diabetic or all this kind of stuff, helps, help, helps regulate insulin levels, helps regulate sugar levels. Um, and so it has its place. And then I do extended fasting. I enjoy doing one or two extended fasts a year. Um, uh, John, I don't think you've ever done one. Have you? <laughs> You're like, don't even, don't even ask. No. Nick's done them though. Nick's done them. Yeah. Well, cause he did the, he, he, he's been on the whole Tony Robinson retreats and the juices okay. and the not eating for three days thing. Yay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've done that. Like I do a five day fast about once every three to six months. Um, there's just a lot of good water. science. What? Yeah, water. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so a gallon to a gallon and a half of water a day, and then if you're doing more than three days, you should add salt to your water just because right. you need the electrolytes. Um, but other than that, it, yeah, it's just that's it. And I mean, there's just there's just good science behind it. Not 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 like you can't. The biggest thing if you're gonna do an extended fast, in my opinion, like the biggest thing, like I talk about in my book, is you have to be doing it for a sense of general wellness it is not a it shouldn't be used as a weight loss tactic right because then you're going to get into a dangerous game of well i'm just going to eat mcdonald's and then starve myself for six for four days yeah (laughs) no like it's it's a it's it's a good scientific thing for like this is a this this is learning how the alternator works in your car oh it's called check out now (laughs) (laughs) it's called autophagia which basically when your body hasn't eaten any food in three days it switches to like, okay, I need to work as efficiently as possible. So it kills all of the cells in your body that aren't working efficiently. Oh, so all your precancerous cells, it kills precancerous cells. It kills anything that's not working efficiently. And so it's just a good thing to do every so often for just general wellness. Right. That, that's why I do it now. I don't do it for like weight it. loss. And that's cool. I might do it fast one day. I'll, I'll, if you ever need help, I got you. It, it's, I'll, it's, I'll tell you what, if, if 100 people subscribe to this, I'll do it fast. Oh, here it is. Challenge accepted. 100 subscribe, subscribers on YouTube. Is that the, yeah. the okay? Yeah. 100 subscribers on YouTube, and John's oh. going to do a three day fast. All right. That was a lot. Maybe like a two day fast. No, it, you have to, it has to be oh, at least it has three, to be days three days for science. All right, fine. Like, I'll do it like for, for, for you science. Get the health, I'll for, do it for science, guys. For science. For the health benefits, three days is, is 72 right, we, hours. If, is like if we the, get 100 subscribers, I'll, I'll do a three-day fast. All right, there it is. So There it is, boys and girls. Let's go. We can all learn. We're all, we're all doing new things, too. We ain't perfect. I don't know about I just vegan, took my though. balls and I put them on the table. <laughs> I, I, I do have some – I do. I, no, we're not going to go vegan. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I love, my, I love meat too much. I, I mean, listen, I've had vegan meals. They're not bad. Oh, I, I don't mind vegan. I, and again, there's nothing wrong with, I have a very tough time with any ideological perfectionist plan. So it like, drives me nuts. 
here, here's the big thing. Now, one of my one of my really good friends is vegan. She's totally yeah, vegan. I'm, Kayla, I'm cool I know if it. you're watching, what's up, baby? I love you. But like, I so like I would never go vegan because like it's not that big of a deal. Like I love meat. <laughs> like that's just what it is. But like well, meat's I get bad the, for you. John. I know, and I get the idea of like all right, the animal torture and the whatever. Oh, I, I'm against that too. I, I try to buy that. live range I'm, or free yeah, range. I buy as much live as range, the pasture, whatever, whatever the fuck I have to buy to be yep. like kind of a good person, I'll do it. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna stop eating meat. Like I'm not gonna make a statement. I'm not the Dalai Lama. I'm not like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna hold the stand. And that's just me. But that is just me. Yeah. And if you feel like that's you then all the power to you that and that's my whole thing is like i'm I'm just and this is the whole thing i'm just freedom it's like you do what you want to do but it drives me nuts and like even for example you get people that are the just don't come at my neck just don't come at my neck the and and every group has them like the there's perfectionists with keto with like, Oh, you're, you're going to live longer because you're controlling your sugar levels and, and you're going to live to 150. Shut it. And like vegans have the same issue. There's a lot of different groups that have this, um, but just this, this false sense of like, Oh my gosh, when you watch what that, what's the health, what, what the health. And they, they say that eating an egg is equivalent to smoking two cigarettes. Oh, go F off. Show me. It is ridiculous. It's like yeah. that stuff. I just want truth. I want authenticity. I want truth. And that is just a lot. I just want you to eat what you want, be happy, and yeah. uh, don't disrespect whatever the hell I'm eating. 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. And, and, and I, have, I have some good friends. I, I tell you what, I have one friend. I got a story to tell. <laughs> Here we go. I love stories. Uh, I won't say his name, but I got a buddy of mine who's vegan. He's uh, gluten-free. And... I think that's what it was. It was vegan and gluten-free. That's Kayla time. too. That's, huh? that's literally, she's the same way. Vegan that's so gluten-free. So yeah. we were up in the middle of BFE, Northern Michigan. And unless you're in some hoity-toity town, those two combos don't work together. No. And so we're in this hoity-toity town and little, little small uh, bum town. And we're sitting down for breakfast. And the waitress comes by and my buddy goes, so I'm vegan and gluten-free. What, can, what do you guys have? And this woman looks at him and goes, we got water. <laughs> I just started dying. I just couldn't do it. I just started laughing. <laughs> this is so perfect. Uh-huh. I'm like, I, that's my ongoing joke. When, it, when, when, you get, when you find people that are vegan and like gluten-free and stuff, it's like when you see the pictures of like, what am I having for lunch? And it's like ice <laughs> in like a, with, with a fork and knife. <laughs> It is very funny, um, but so yeah. So that's a whole different. But like, just go back to the basics, people, boys and girls. Obviously, hydration. Yes. Drink a gallon of water a day. Number two, know what, how many calories you're eating in a day. Number three, focus on a higher protein diet because it just makes you feel fuller longer. We won't go into the macro base no. and all that detail. Five, four, make sure you're getting a diverse micronutrient base. You've got to get your vegetables in. You've got to eat a fruit or something every so often, or even or maybe it's just a vitamin mineral complex. Yeah. Just make sure that you're not missing out on micronutrients. And then finally, timing of reeding. If, if all else fails, well, actually, you got to get all those in check, but look at intermittent fasting, extended fasting for all the things going on. That's like the, I, it's always like my, when everyone asks nutrition, that's how I break things down. But I don't, I also don't tell them exactly what to do. Right. Because you and you like, can't. you can't, 
nope. you can't because I don't know you. I don't yeah. know how you like to eat. Right. And I don't and I know. I hate telling people what to do as far yeah. as eating goes. Like it makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. because I've been the guy on the other side of the spectrum asking the same question at one point in time. Well, just tell me what to eat. And now knowing what I know, I understand that you can't just tell somebody, okay, Mm -hmm. this is what you eat. So people like people online will get mad at me when they say, okay, but just tell me what to eat. And then I, and then I either pivot my way around the question or I, unfortunately, sometimes I ignore it straight up Mm -hmm. because I can't answer that for you. Mm -hmm. But I think, uh, but, but again, I think you and I, as this, as ALG um, progresses, it's, it's the whole I, I think the reason why it's the way that we're doing the way that that works is it's give a man a fish, teach a man a fish. Right. And we have to teach people how to fish, not give the fish, the fish. Because again, right. as soon as we, it's like ALG, what I want ALG to be is with or without you, us, there is value that's been created within yourself and learning that you can sustain without any of us like that's the biggest thing to me because the most people live in this roller coaster of what 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 fitness trainer were they with at the time what program they're on and they don't understand learning and adapting to what they're dealing with um that's just not sustainable and that's where it's like but we also this is just off off of what we have to do as as we build this as we build this this community there there does have to be teachings like so we can like hey understand this but figure right. it out for your own body exactly what you need right. it's like yeah like it's cuz again you still learned information oh yeah of course yeah we we yeah, learned it's your responsibility to take what's valuable and what's invaluable and apply it to your own life exactly apply it figure out what sustains you figure out what's better it's like ooh i did keto for 90 days and I liked it better than carb cycling or, right. Oh, I, I went, I did keto for eight for six months. I did this. I tried in, uh, carb cycling for six months and I like carb cycling better. Great. <laughs> right. That's fantastic. But that's the way you see it is you see nutrition as different possible programs to take you where you want to go. But the accountability of valuing your decision-making of health doesn't change. It doesn't um, because it doesn't matter what program I'm on. I like I've done in the last six years, uh, seven years of my weight loss transformation. I've done intermittent fasting, extended fasting, carb cycling, macro counting, calorie counting. I've done keto. I've done high carb. I've done low carb, uh, which is keto and low carb are not exactly the same. But very um, similar. Like They're very similar. Say I went on a mock keto. Yeah, because it's like because I tried keto where I was eating seventy five percent fat a day, and I'm just I didn't like it. I, right. but I like low carb. Yeah, I like low carb. I like low carb, high protein. Yeah, I'm That's the same it. way. Um, but again, life. but when you make the decision that a, that you're living accountable, healthy life, the program is easier to do. And this, the decision-making to make better choices is easier and simpler. And you don't get bogged down with, is this going to be the time? Right. It, it, is keto going to be the secret fix? Right. Because it's no longer no this. Fix. Yeah. There, there's no secret fix. There's no, you don't get in this position where it's like you're trying to find this, this secret nugget that's been somehow 
evading you. Like, right. oh my God, it's over there somewhere. It's like, no, it's not how this works. Like, I don't care. I, and I say this all the time. I don't care what your program is. I don't give a shit. I don't care if you're vegan, keto, paleo, uh, anything. Cocaine as as and trippers. Healthy, right. As long as you're healthy and happy and you enjoy what, you know, your lifestyle, then great for you. Do it. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I just don't care. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Well, cause, cause you sit there and it's like, it is so funny to me that we get in these nitty gritty arguments about nutrition, trying to find this golden ticket to live forever. Right. And I'm sorry, boys and girls, you ain't. No. Yeah. So live a healthy life that gives you the optimal energy, the optimum vitality, the optimum, but like, don't get caught up in, Oh, I want to, I want to save two years to my life. Like yeah. living to 102 versus a hundred makes any difference. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Any last words? Uh, we went for, we went for like 50 minutes. That was good. Um, that was good. Make sure you take a multivitamin. Take a multivitamin. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Whatever. And then whatever now make sure off the nuances of that. I've done a lot of it. I'm the science guy. <laughs> science. Be careful on, on vitamin minerals because also at the same time, because your men's one a day, your big companies, they're a little off because they put all of this dense pill into your stomach, but they don't metabolize well because they're full of binders and all this kind of stuff. So make sure focus on, I'd recommend focus on powders or big binded pills. If you're going to do a gummies or yeah. capsules yeah. um don't do a big binded pill do either powder gummies or um or uh capsules that like dissolve easy in the gut um because the big thick horse pills that are all binded they don't they don't they don't absorb very well in the, in the gut yeah um so just, i used to shit them right out i'll be honest with you yep. they used to literally come out the same way they went in yeah exactly because that's how they're made yeah Cause like, cause, cause all they have to do is make sure they get to the gut. Cause, cause, cause that's a whole nuance, but like legally they just have to know that what's in it's in it. And it, what it, it makes it past the gut into the intestines. That's, that's on a legal standpoint. It's all they have to do. They don't have to legally tell you absorption rates. They don't have to legally tell you this kind of stuff. And they just have to make sure it goes from the acid stomach into the intestines. And if they can prove that they're good. And so you, there's, there are some mischievous companies out there that, Look at all the vitamins and minerals you get, but you're not absorbing any of them. <laughs> but feel good about yourself. It's all a game. Um, you, have to, you have to play the game. Yep. As, but again, as, as it comes it is, down you to have to play the game. Try something for six months, six weeks. See how it makes you feel. Yeah. Adjust. Even if you feel great, try something else. Yeah. Don't be afraid to switch it up. Don't be afraid to switch it up. You can always I, go back. Yeah, you can always go back. And like, yeah. that's where I, I've, I, I, I had a, when I was really losing weight, but I was getting into more bodybuilding side of things, I wanted to see how a higher carb diet that the generic kind of system, how that worked for me, it did. I did it for, I don't know, like probably 14 weeks. And I just didn't like it. What were you eating? Just a lot of rice, a lot of carbs. So like, instead of like right now, my general macros is like 40, 40, 20. All right. So like 40% protein, 40% fat, 20% carbs. carbs yeah. um, I was like the 60, 40, 20. So exactly. 60% carbs, 40% protein, 20% fat. Wow. And the, the, it just, I just didn't like it. 
how bloated did you feel? That's, that was a lot of yeah. bloat. Um, it was a lot of bloat, a lot of gassy. I was very gassy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And other people would be like, wait, you can, you only eat 40% or 20% carbs a day and you still lift heavy. I'm like, yeah. It's for me, it's all about timing of carbs yep. because like I eat very few carbs, mm-hmm. but I need to make sure that I get my carbs in at least a half hour to 45 minutes before I lift yep. because there's such a night and day difference. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, especially if you're buffering at all, that that's one that's very interesting to me though, is when people live in the, the hybrid state of low carb where they sit between like 50 and a hundred a day. Right. Because unless the, unless you time it re- right before your, your gym, um, your workout, it's tough. Cause it's like, you're not, you're not low enough for your body's using ketones really, but you're not high enough where you're not using enough carbs. And so it's a right. real, unless you use them just before lifting, which probably what you're doing and it works, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's tough on a lot of people because they yeah. try to buffer the carbs throughout the day. And it's like, Oh God, eating like 25 carbs a day or 25 carbs a meal over three yeah. meals. And you're getting like 75 carbs in you're like, Oh, tough on some people. I'm trying to even think what my carbs would be. Um, Cause I eat like a half a cup of rice to a cup of rice each meal three times before I lift. And then I have a protein gimmick before I walk okay. in. So I love it too, though. I love how just nonchalant you are with your nutrition and I know like- it's, it's, I don't feel like people are not going to like it. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't like it, but yeah, I am. I'm very nonchalant when it comes to it. Like I, I just, I, I don't eat bad. I don't eat fast food. I don't eat bread. I don't eat, you know, and I keep, my diet very high protein based and very low carb based and i have yep. a great time doing it and i hack my foods that i used to love and i do i live a little sometimes but i'm not out there like you said before I don't, I don't walk down the street to the pizza place and order three slices of pizza anymore it's just not who i am now mm-hmm. i'm content i'm happy yeah and, and that's the program that works great for you i on the other hand like one of my when I was making the decision, like, because I'd made the deal with my parents after the edu- at the end of college, if I didn't lose a significant amount of weight, I'd get gastric. Right. And a piece of the puzzle, honestly, for me, was I want to still have the ability to eat if I so desire in certain well, situations. So, so here's the thing, and I'm and I'm gonna be really honest with people. I'm five years out from my weight loss surgery. I can eat. If mm-hmm. I want to, that's the name of the game. Like it's yeah, not the, something the that stomach's lasts kind forever. of brought. Yeah. Right. It's brought back. There's still restriction. Don't get me wrong, but I could fucking eat if I want to, but mm-hmm. I just know better now. Like I just don't feel the need to overeat. Mm-hmm. You retrain this. Yep. This will follow, but retrain this hundred percent. Yeah. But it, it, but it, it is so funny. Cause I love occasionally just binging is is a tough term because i don't i wouldn't say it's a full-on it it all depends because i don't perceive it as a binge because like it's not like i'm sitting here getting sick eating but but like i'll literally i'll probably once uh every eh, two weeks two weeks or so i'll eat an entire large domino's pizza with some Mm. brownies good for you and that works it. into your life, yeah. And I work it in my life. Yeet. <laughs> I'm a big, like, I'm a big snacker. I was a snacker when, you know, I was heavy. Like, I like real food, don't get me wrong, but I am the type of guy that I like to watch TV at night and I like to chew on something. So that's what I save my eating for. I, it's mm-hmm. a weird system that I have, but it works for me. I buy my high-protein snacks and I enjoy my Quest chips while I watch whatever the hell I'm watching. Yeet. That's I dig just it. me. 
Yeah. Dope. All right, fam. That was us blabbing for a little bit. Yeah, that was I, just I, a big old rant. That was just a big old rant. Um, and I hope you guys got some value out of it. Um, we kept it. I, I did want to share something that was concrete. I like the, I personally like that five steps. I like open discussion, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I love just kind of shooting the shit and just yeah. people. And I know, I know people are going to watch this one through and through. Cause it's like, oh, nutrition hacks. Here we go. Everyone loves to hear that noise. Um, so I hope you guys got some great value from this until next time. See you later.